0: This is the Easy Living Yards Podcast. I'm your host that still needs to cut the grass, Ben Hale. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work, so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 24 of the Easy Living Yards Podcast. Today we are talking about front yard landscaping ideas. So I get so many questions from so many different people and it seems most of the time we want to know what to do with our front yard, right? Most of us have kind of a big lawn in the front, maybe a garden right up close to the, to the house and that's about it and it just doesn't seem quite right. It doesn't seem like enough or it doesn't seem to pop or you know, it just, just doesn't have the feel that you want to feel with your yard. So, so that's what we're going to be talking about today is, is we're not going to be too deep into, um, you know, some of the technical stuff that we've been talking about in previous episodes, but more so just, you know, kind of bouncing some ideas around. I want to get you guys thinking about things you could do with your yard. There's always something different you could do. And of course, you know, our focus is to save time on our yards. So we want to do these ideas in a way that uh, is very low maintenance, doesn't take a whole lot of work. So that's just something you know you got to keep in mind as we're talking about these ideas. So before we jump in feet first into our topic today, I just wanted to say, too, happy July. You know, we're well into summer now, and I hope you're really enjoying your summer. Um, if you have kids, I hope your kids are enjoying the summer. You know, these are the moments it, <laughs> my wife was talking to me the other day and saying, you know, it's kind of crazy with kids. That you only have 18 summers with them and then they're basically gone. And that's, that's just kind of crazy to think about when you put it in that perspective. And, you know, that's, that's why what we talk about here is so important is, is we don't want to spend that time having to be outside cutting the grass, pulling weeds, and, and all that sort of, you know, routine maintenance work in our yard when we could be spending it, uh, some, you know, very valuable time with our family and, and that's just so important. And, you know, I got the chance just the other, uh, this past weekend, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I'm not in a funk right now, but, you know, I'm kind of like, just, I guess, mellowed out, you know. I had a nice, fun weekend with some buddies. Uh, I got the chance to um, escape away from the family a little bit. Not that, you know, I, not in a bad way, but, it, you know, it's nice to take a break. And so I got to hang out with some buddies. We went canoeing. Uh, if you've ever, in the midwest region and you want to find a cool space we went to the laurel river lake in southern kentucky and and man what a beautiful lake it was awesome The water clarity was amazing. And so if you're an outdoorsy person and you like to, uh, you know, paddle around on a lake or whatever, just go camping, uh, such a beautiful place, Uh, you know, went, did some lake swimming and we didn't feel like we were swimming through toxic algae, which so many lakes seem like they have these days and stuff. And, you know, um, such beautiful water clarity. You could, we could drop our paddles all the way down the water and see the end of the paddle. So we yeah we just canoed around for the weekend, had a great time and beautiful weather, beautiful place and um good time with friends. So that's what summer's about guys. So um you know as we're talking about all this this landscaping stuff again, let's just keep the focus that this is so we can free up time in our life to do more important things. So we of course we all want to have just this beautiful welcoming space, but it's not worth anything if we can't live in it or or step away from it for a while, and so um, let's do that with our yards. Let's let's have a beautiful yard, but let's have it in a way where we don't have to be working on it all the time. So let's jump in and talk about some front yard landscaping ideas for today. Okay, so when I think about most people's front yards and the conversations I have with people when they're talking about their their landscape a lot of times the focus is on their front yard. I don't know what to do with my front yard or it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't have, it needs some updating or it needs to be spruced up or I want to amp my curb appeal. And so if I can summarize what I feel like most people's goals are with their front yards, they want to enhance their curb appeal. So, you know, people driving down the street, look at your yard and they're like, Oh, that's nice. You know, I love your, your yard or that you know, it really makes your house look great or whatever. Um, they want a welcoming space. So, you know, neighbors, friends, you drive up uh, on the way home from work and you feel welcomed back to your home or, or your guests feel welcome into your home. And, and so that's really important to a lot of people. And you also want something that's easy, right? So that's why we're here is we want an easy landscape. We don't want to have to be out there Uh, during the the hot July sun and trying to, you know, put some mulch down or spray some weeds or pull some weeds or, or whatever. We want to just enjoy it. And that's really important too. So how do we get some of these goals? How do we meet some of these goals? What do we actually do with our yard? So today I'm going to be kind of talking about just, you know, I guess kind of like Pinterest style ideas, some things we can do to our front yard, certain spaces to look at, um, some ideas to toss around. and and how to enhance your curb appeal, make your space feel a bit more welcoming. What are the primary factors in that and and how do we make it easy? I'm going to kind of shelf some of the easy stuff. I'm going to give you a lot of resources to check out because we've talked a lot about that in other episodes. And so what I'm going to do for the easy stuff is reference some of those episodes, touch on it real quick, and that way we can spend more time just talking about some ideas, hashing out some cool stuff. Okay, so let's just kind of, you know, we'll work our way toward your house from your street. So starting at the edge of your property, what are the aspects of your property that we could really change? I'm going to assume that this might not be the case, but let's just assume for the sake of this discussion that your front yard is mostly a grass lawn. OK, um, depending upon where you live, that might be really different. Maybe you have, you know, just scrub, sandy bare stuff. Maybe it's uh, mostly weeds. Maybe it's mostly turf grass. Um, maybe it's mostly wooded. Right. That I would say is probably the rarity here. But most people have a lawn. And so let's just start with that. And if you don't have that in your front yard, consider how these suggestions might apply to you as well, because these principles or these suggestions, these ideas can be kind of tweaked, you know, to fit your needs as well. So let's just say I'm a nosy um, neighbor tooling down the street in my my car on the way back home from my job on the way past your house to my house, right? So I'm tooling down the road, doodly, doodly, and trying to see, oh, look, so-and-so, Billy Bob, did a great job with his front landscape. And, (laughs) okay, I can't help myself. Um, All right, let's just say, okay, your neighbor, your nosy neighbor sees your landscape and thinks it's amazing just based on what you did with the front space of your yard. What would that be? If you're asking me, what I would think is, is some sort of framing around your driveway that welcomes you into the property, okay? So you want something that, instead of kind of blocking people out, you want something that attracts people to your landscape. And so sometimes a a very you can go overboard with this because if you go overboard and plant too much stuff or too heavy or too dense, it actually kind of serves as like a wall or a visual barrier. And that is not welcoming. So what you want is something that people can see over or see past or kind of builds a picture frame of a space that welcomes people in. So think of, I guess a great example. And, um, I saw this on the way home from, uh, my canoe trip in Kentucky, uh, this is really popular in Southern Kentucky uh, to have, you know, your big vista along your driveway and it's tree lined, right? So you have a line of trees framing a driveway, kind of tunneling you in through the space. And it kind of, kind of creates a sense of mystery as you go through the tunnel, because it, there is a bit of a visual barrier with these big trees on either side of the driveway, but it opens up to you right in the middle with the, the entrance of the driveway. And that pulls you in that kind of welcomes you into the mystery of, of what's around the bend as you go into somebody's, uh, big farm property, right? So similarly, I'm not suggesting you have a two mile long driveway with a bunch of trees on it, but at the front of your property, what you can do is you can have a border planting on each side of your driveway that for one is shaped where it's easy to maintain along the the edges of your your garden bed as well as with your driveway and how it interacts there. Um, I'm not going to get into that too much today, of course, but how, just having something on either side of your driveway can be one way to, to kind of welcome people into the space. So so it could be along the whole driveway uh, length, or it could just be at the front corners of your driveway. You kind of have a little bed on either side of your driveway that is big enough to feel substantial, not too big to feel imposing and not too small to feel like it's just kind of a, you know, two little plants on either side that doesn't really do much. So what that does is kind of, it pulls the eye into that space. Instead of just being green lawn with some concrete for your driveway, you have this this kind of border on either side that attracts the eye and provides a visual balance on either side of the driveway. And it accents the driveway and says, this is the space to come into my yard. Okay. Now, along with that, a lot of people end up having a mailbox right there. And so a a lot of people do like to have a mailbox planting where it's just, you know, a couple annual per or perennial flowers right at the base of the mailbox and what you can do is incorporate that mailbox planting into this garden border and so it serves multiple functions of of kind of not leaving your mailbox hanging in the middle of the yard which people really don't like but at the same time a lot of us don't understand what to do with our mailbox you don't do you just have like a little circle of flowers around it and that's it well for one that kind of Adds to the maintenance nightmare of one more thing to kind of have to mow a circle around. So if you kind of incorporated this into your little um, driveway corner garden bed, um, it can make one less thing to mow around by kind of making the garden bed incorporated into it. And it also can kind of bring in your mailbox into into part of this welcoming space where it doesn't stand out so much and it just kind of blends in. So, um, of course, With these plantings, you want to make sure you choose the right plants that don't get massively big, and they're not going to take over something like your driveway, where they're going to flop onto your driveway, or branches are going to be arching over where you want to drive, or same with your mailbox, you don't want something that's going to grow up to cover your mailbox. So uh, plant selection is very important in these limited spaces to have the right types of structured plantings, as well as the right, um, the right. Uh, use for them as well, what, right size, um, and that sort of thing. Okay, so that's where I would start: is consider your property edge. What can you do to kind of create a welcoming space? It's like the doormat for your lawn, right? So, what can you do to create the doormat for your lawn right on either side of your driveway? Okay, so your nosy neighbor has decided to drive up your driveway and come actually knock on your door. So what do you want to do to make your nosy neighbor feel as welcome as possible once they're getting out of their car? Well, the next thing I think of here, and this isn't gospel by any means, but the next thing I think of is your entrance, your entryway, right? So this includes your front door, your front porch, if you have one, or your stoop, um, and your walkway coming from your driveway, if you have a walkway, or, or at least, you know, kind of some sort of quarter circle concrete pad or something. So there's usually some sort of transition between the driveway and the front of the house. And, and it's important to make that space also feel welcoming and inviting. And there's a lot of common mistakes that, that do the opposite. And so the first thing is let's focus on the walkway. Okay. The walkway So often the most common mistake with entries, and this is a very um, substantial mistake on our property as well, is we have a pretty decently sized house. Um, It's a two-story house with an attached garage, but there's this tiny little thin walkway going up to the front porch. So basically what you're saying is, I have this big, awesome space inside of my house, but oh, in order to get to it, please walk single file down the pathway and don't step off the pathway, even though it feels more direct to go the other way. So what you're doing is you're creating an area of restriction or you're funneling people into a tight space. So think of if you had, um, a guest coming over with a small child, instead of, you know, holding the child's hand, walking next to them on uh, with our house, it's thin enough where we have to let the children go in front or behind us in order to all fit down this little pathway. And this is, you know, it's maybe a two foot to three foot wide path. Well, at minimum, you would like to have your path three foot wide. So if you could do wider, that's what that does is that really opens up the space, your entry, it kind of creates a flow, a visual pattern and a physical pattern of, of space to go into your house. So if you're able to widen your front pathway, it can go um, great lengths to actually um, improve a welcoming uh, feel to your house. So with widening your walkway, what you can also do is provide borders along either side of the path. And so this would be planting borders that again, these are low maintenance planting beds that replace lawn that is hopefully higher maintenance. So we're talking about stuff we only have to touch maybe once, maybe twice a year, and that's it. Um, And Again, I'll get to how we do that with, with later content here. But for now, the border entry path, what we wanted to do is to guide you visually uh, along the path toward your front door. And so by providing a, a frame of sorts, um, it really funnels people through that space and toward your front door. So you feel naturally like you want to continue along the path to go to your front door. Okay. So what you want here is something that's not too tall, that doesn't feel like it's going to encroach on you, um, or doesn't feel like it's going to squeeze you in the pathway. But instead, you know, it's it's tall enough to provide a, um, I guess, tall enough to, to really visually pop. Um, so it's not just, you know, some tiny little six-inch flowers and that's it. But you want something that has a little bit of structure to it, And, and kind of just pulls you through the space because think about it, you're a five to six foot individual, most likely. And, and so you want something that kind of comes up a little bit to where it, it just feels like you're part of the space. And so for this space, like I said, you don't want something that's massive. That's going to feel like it's going to close you in. You don't want to feel like you're going through a tight. Space at this point, you want something that kind of you just feel part of, and you can kind of flow through it. Okay, and at the same time, if you have something too big there too, it also might block visual, um I guess, view of your your front yard, your front door. At the same time, so again, this is part of the experience: is you can look back from the entryway toward your front yard, as well as look forward to your front door. And so both of those things are important to experience your space from different angles. Okay, so the border path um, garden is nice to have. At the same time, though, you don't want to completely cut off access to your yard, and so that's what a lot of entry paths do. Is you feel like you're constricted to this path and you can't deviate from it, especially if you put a border garden along it. Right, so. What's important here is to provide a subtle means of uh, deviation, I guess, right? Allow ourselves to allow ourselves to have a little bit of devious behavior here. And what I mean here is that we still want people to experience our yard, and we want to experience our yard. And we don't want to have to cut through our garden beds for that. We don't have to feel like we're cheating or anything. So what we do is we provide a, a way to do so um, that's convenient, that's easy, and that's also attractive. And so a great thing to do here is, like a great example is, if you have your front pathway that leads to your front porch, but you also have a small, um, say, paver stone pathway leading from your entry walk toward your front yard, so through the little garden space that you have, so it allows you to, be, to have the chance to step away from the front entrance path and go into your yard. And this is really important for um, some stuff I'm going to talk about in just a little bit. Now, before we get to that, I just want to recap again for our entrance path. We want to have a nice wide access point, so a nice wide walkway. We want to border it with some plantings. We also want to somehow allow access to our, our yard from the pathway. And we want to just, in general, the theme here is to have ample space or plenty of space for access. So this is access to and from your driveway to your front porch, as well as to your yard. And that's really important. So before we talk about the rest of your yard, let's talk about the front of your house. So this is the space that's most often already planted with some sort of garden bed. And if it's a leftover from when the house is built... A lot of times, you know, the, the construction company or the contractors just kind of slap together a little rectangular bed right at the front of the house and, and that's it. And, you know, a couple generic plants thrown in there and that's it. And what we want to do in general is kind of expand that. We want to, we want to allow a plenty of transition space between the, the very rigid structure of the house uh, to the non rigid structure of our landscape, so we want to provide a nice transition, and that little um what what some uh landscapers call those that you know dislike the general contractor planting is they call a mustache plantings because you have your house with the a, a mustache of yew bushes or boxwoods and and if you like that, that's totally fine, but it's just it kind of makes me chuckle when when uh, I hear them call a mustache planting because it it puts a funny visual in my head anyway so um, what we want to do is kind of stretch that transition uh, horizontally away from your house and, and provide a bit more of a garden space. And again, this is a low-maintenance garden, so what we're doing here, while there's a bit of work to to establish this garden, um, it should be something we can just kind of let go and provide us with a lot of beauty and a lot of interest and, and hopefully fun as well just to enjoy the space. Okay, so in order to do that, I'm going to talk about a few principles of what you want to do with a front garden bed or a few ideas of what you can do with a front garden bed. And then I'll talk about just to touch a little bit on, on, on what types of plantings to put in there. Okay. So as far as what, um, you want to consider is you want your house to be visible. It's, this is a common mistake where you see the house that has planted a few trees, uh, maybe 20 years ago uh, really close to the house, and then by the time the trees grow up to their mature size or they begin to grow their mature size, they've completely engulfed the front house, and so you can hardly see the front of the house uh through the trees you can you know it's kind of like that that metaphor or that saying you can't see the forest through the trees right um so you can't actually see the house through the trees because these trees were planted so close to the house or maybe in such a small space there wasn't ample space for this type of plant that they totally dominate the space and what you end up with is not a welcoming space but a just kind of a cramped and um congested space. And and so you want to make sure your house is adequately visible, um, not only at the time of planting, but in the future after the plants mature somewhat. The next piece uh, that a lot of people try to do with plantings is to break up solid lines. So this is both the horizontal and vertical lines of your house. Um, you know, there's a lot of rigidity to a house right? So a lot of square angles and it doesn't really, uh, blend well with your typical landscape. And so kind of providing some plants to break up some of that structure visually really helps with making your house feel like it fits into your landscape a bit more. So when I mean breaking up solid lines is sometimes you can plant along corners or along where there's a, 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 transition in the architecture where if a piece of the architecture comes out from the house, um, along, uh, either, you know, to frame windows that without obscuring them, um, uh, also horizontally providing stuff that at the base of your house, um, kind of covers up the, the line that where your house meets the soil. And so all of these sorts of things can really help break up the solid lines or the rigidity of your home. The next piece that's really helpful, if you can do this, um, especially if your home has some unique features, is to accentuate the architecture. So this is a bit more of a, a difficult thing to do. It's a bit of an artistic thing to do, but to, to kind of notice some some themes within your architecture and see how you can can mirror them or mimic them or draw them out or accentuate them in your landscape. So a great uh, common example of this is let's say you have certain color as a accent on your house, on the front of your home. Well can you find any plants that maybe have a similar shade or a similar texture uh, and that can provide, you know, a, a transition in that way between the home, the physical uh hardscape structure of your home and the organic structure of your plants through color or through texture. So that's one great example. Okay, so aside from making your house visible, breaking up solid lines, and accentuating your architecture, you also just simply want to add visual interest. And this kind of goes hand in hand with some of the other uh, or ideas we just talked about. Um, but visual interest, you know, a lot of houses, they're just kind of plain by themselves. Some of them, if again, if you're lucky, you might have a really interesting house, maybe some really old architecture to it. And if that's the case, you don't want to be covering that up. You want to be accentuating it. But if you have a more um, recently built house, odds are you have some lack of visual interest to the structure of the house itself. And so just by adding some very textures, varied forms, varied uh, heights, and varied groupings of plants, varied colors as well, Um, you can really enhance the visual structure of your space and your house. Um, Also, uh, you know, a lot of people like to add plant air boxes to their windows. That's another great transition as well. Now, if you do that, I would strongly suggest looking into some self-watering type planters or plant it with plants that can just kind of totally take care of themselves in very dry conditions, um, without you having to sit there and water them all the time. Um, because planter boxes can end up being a really, uh, quite a bit of work if you aren't around to take care of them. Um, it can be a pain. Okay. So now a little bit about the plantings themselves when you're talking about the front of your house. So you might see certain houses. Think of like your Italian villa landscape. You see all these like columnar type trees that are so beautiful. Um, it kind of gives you like a, I don't know, like a, a Tuscan feel or whatever. Right. Um, so vertical columnar structure looks really nice for framing. So this is where you can frame your house. Um, on either side of your entrance, or on corners of your home, um, that's where columnar structure looks really nice. And there's a lot of columnar forms of trees out there. And if uh, you're not familiar with columnar, basically very straight and narrow um, trees or plants, um, those can be really nice to kind of serve as a frame or a frame of reference. And they can also just kind of camouflage some of that solid line of a corner. And so it, it again helps break it into a bit more of an organic form because you have your, your vertical line of your plant that kind of pairs with the vertical line of your corner. And it just kind of provides a bit of a transition between the hard line of your house to a less rigid line of a plant. Okay. So columnar structure looks really nice for framing a varied structure. So Uh, all sorts of different structures helps blend a landscape and a house together. And so you start, you know, potentially close to your house with different types of structure and you kind of step down out into the landscape. But you're also providing just a varied structure horizontally across your landscape to provide different visual interests. So you might use different forms of plants. You might, so you might have grasses in certain space. Um, you might have forbs in another space or herbaceous perennials. So, like your, some of your perennial flowers. You might have a shrub here and there. Um, that sort of thing. So, you have different structure with different forms, uh, that really kind of provides some visual interest and, and kind of breaks things apart and kind of transitions you away from the house and into your landscape. Now, you don't want to just, you know, haphazardly slap stuff together here but and there is an art to it. It's really hard to explain, especially in a short episode, but just keep that in mind. You know, you want to pull together some elements that look nice together. Don't go overboard with trying to have everything fit into your your space, but, you know, put a few things together. Um, look at some examples online of what re- looks really nice to you and try and, you know, mimic some of that. Adopt some of that and see what you can do. Okay, now, the next piece is just to extend your garden space outward from the house, so I kind of already mentioned this where you your typical house and this is true for our house as well um your typical house has a rectangular garden bed right in front of the house, and that's it it and so ours is about four feet deep right now it's it's full of weeds, and that's about it <laughs> and um and so, what you want to do is you can you can extend that further out so you' really providing more of a transition space between your house your physical house and your yard and so it kind of gives more space to provide a a beautiful transition it guides the eye from one place to the other basically and and so in that way you can have a lot more beauty and hopefully in a very low maintenance way that provides um uh, just a more subtle transition and um and so I know I'm really kind of almost sounding like a, a broken record here, but, but this transition, extending this transition, what it does really is, is breaks up the physical form of your home, the very rigid and um, uh, square form of your house, and just makes it more of a welcoming space. So again, it goes back to that creating a welcoming space, enhancing curb appeal, and of course, making it easy at the same time. So what we're doing here is we're breaking up some of those hard lines. We're providing more of a gap of transition to provide more interest and to guide the eye throughout the space. Okay, enough about the front of our house. Now let's talk about the rest of our yard. So for the rest of our yard, a lot of times, you know, we have this big wide lawn. And the reality is, even though a lot of us like to have a lawn for the sake of playing in it or, um, you know, thinking that we're going to host a... um, NFL practice game in our front yard someday. The reality is we could deal with a lot less lawn than we have. Um, And if you want to be honest with yourself, I would bet that um, if you sat down and thought about it, you could probably get away with reducing your lawn quite a bit. Now we're tricked into thinking that our lawns are pretty low maintenance, right? We have to cut them and that's about it. Maybe fertilize them if you're actually really investing in your lawn. But the reality is cutting and and especially fertilizing and, and some of the other maintenance tasks take a, quite a bit of work and time. And it's also not something that you can just do whenever you want to. It's something that is pretty rigid in the uh, timing that you have to do it. Because if you just let your grass grow uh, a little bit too long, it starts to look pretty unsightly. And for that reason, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of lawns. And while we, we definitely have way too much of it and it's uh it's something that you have to do, uh, when it's growing. And if you, you don't have much flexibility with it. So let's create some outdoor spaces that we, uh, enjoy and, and let's not go overboard with our lawn. And instead we can provide a lot more visual interest with other garden beds and that sort of thing. So as far as an interactive space, it is nice to have some sort of play space outside. And even if you're not a kid, Okay. Everybody is a kid inside. Alright. So um with our with our play space, uh, especially with kids, you know um having a small lawn space at least to play around, run around, uh do crazy things is is very important. And this can be a dual purpose space. It can also serve as a um a space for your mobile fire pit. Um it can serve as an outdoor room, um which I'll mention a little bit more in just a second. But What we want to do with this play space is ensure it has enough space. You can also frame it with garden beds as well to really make it a distinct outdoor space. So it kind of creates a room outside of your home. Now, we want to ensure this space is accessible. So like I mentioned earlier with our entry pathway, is make sure there's a visual and physical space to Travel from your front door and any other part of your, uh, any other travel corridor throughout your house to this outdoor space and make it easy. So make it wide enough, accessible enough, visually pleasing, and that'll make sure this space is used more. You could potentially consider whether you want this place to be in the shade or in the sun, depending upon what type of activities you're considering. And also what sort of leisure you might want to have here as well. So if you have your kids out there playing, would you like to have a small space in the shade with a, where you can just set up a lawn chair and enjoy reading a book while your kids are playing? Um, hopefully well contained and not too crazy. Um, okay. So on to the outdoor room idea. So when you're considering an outdoor room, uh, usually the first thing I think of is that it's a somewhat either physically or mentally separated space from other parts of your yard. And so this doesn't have to be fully secluded. You know, you don't have to have a big privacy fence or a ton of arborvitaes growing up or anything like that uh, to, to fully screen the space. But you at least want to separate the space and designate. So it looks obvious that this is a designated space for, for whatever, whatever your purposes are. So it could be for leisure. It could be for entertainment. Uh, it could be for both. Um, it could be for play. And, and so let's just say for entertainment and guest uh, purposes as well as for leisure. So what you could consider here is some durable patio furniture that could be out there either just for, um, when you're entertaining or permanently if you'd prefer, but how do you integrate that? How do you make a space that that looks natural, um, and, and inviting and, and interesting and fun, right? And so again, you could have permanent, uh, patio furniture you could have movable stuff you could even install a front patio space if you wanted so most of the time you think of a backyard right but what if you had that sort of welcoming space right in your front yard and of course framed by some beautiful plantings a beautiful garden that doesn't take a lot of work but really provides a lot of interest so uh, you can really entertain your guests out there and have a, a basically an extension of your home out into your landscape so that's basically it guys for the ideas I had today. I could talk for hours. I'm sure on all sorts of different things we could do, but I wanted to keep our attention focused on just a few primary things. So just to recap, some of those primary spaces we're talking about is framing or providing a welcoming space at the very front of your property. So around your driveway slash mailbox area. Um, also, uh, welcoming people along the front entryway. So how do we make the front entryway the most welcoming space possible? How to make your house uh, transition well from your house, the physical structure, to the organic structure of your landscape. So how do we make some, extend those those traditional foundation plantings into something that's a beautiful transition, provides a lot of appeal, and, and welcomes people into the space. And last, of course, is the how do we create an interactive space with the rest of our front yard. How do we create potentially an outdoor room or a play area or something that's just it looks like it wants to be uh it it brings you into the space. You want to be there. You want to spend time there. You want to um uh, go there and feel welcome. So, now I want to talk to a, a little bit about just how to do some of this stuff. So, for design ideas and principles, in episode five, I recorded, a episode on garden basics for your yard. And in there I talked, I broke down in just one episode, I broke down the primary principles of how to have a good design. And so how to make sure you have flow, you have order to your, um, design, you have good form, all those important things that a, A professional designer thinks about when they're considering a design for a space. So it's good to understand what some of that stuff is. Even if you plan on hiring some of this work out, it just helps you understand what their process is. Or if you're doing it yourself, kind of gives you a little bit of guidance on what you can do for the greatest impact. So that's where you should check out for design. And of course, all these will be linked in the show notes. And as far as easy maintenance... I want to make sure when you're making these garden beds, these aren't something that you have to sit there and pull weeds in, uh, you have to nurse a bunch of plants or keep them watered or whatever. This is something, hopefully we plant it, we do some work to establish it, and then after that, we enjoy it, okay? And we enjoy our lives. We can go canoeing, right? Okay, so to ensure we can do that with our landscape, to have an easy landscape, when we're putting in these new garden beds, creating this new welcoming space, I want you to check out these episodes. Now, this is going to sound a little overwhelming because I'm talking about four episodes here. They're all very important, but guys, just take them one bite at a time, okay? And and remember, any positive movement you take in your landscape is a positive step forward, okay? So don't feel overwhelmed by this. This isn't something we have to feel overwhelmed by. This is something where we we, we are transitioning our life to have more time in our life. And so this, is a, this can be a slow transition. This isn't something to be overwhelming to add stress to our life. Instead, this is something we're going to work toward and, and slowly build. So with that, check out episode two and three, which talk about low-maintenance landscaping. And those kind of talk, they, they go over the, the very fundamentals of low-maintenance landscaping and how to have a low-maintenance yard. Okay, so those are very important you can also check out episode six, which talks about what to do before starting a project. So this is really important. When you're considering actually taking action in your yard, there are some very important things you should do to avoid major mistakes with your project. So it's really good to check out that episode. And once you've checked all the boxes to understand what to do before starting a project, you can check out episode 10, where I talk about how to start a new garden bed. So this will go through everything you need to do from getting rid of what's already there in that space, prepping it for a a new uh, planting, and then actually planting it and doing the work. So guys, that goes through the basics of easy maintenance for your new garden beds. So you can have a low-maintenance landscape and enjoy your life. Again, that's what we're all about here, guys. So I want you to check out today's links for any of that stuff if you're not sure what to do. Also, if you have any questions, you just want to ask a question, you can go over to easylivingyards.com slash pod. And right there, there's a button to ask a question or leave a comment. So if you have any questions or comments, head on over and check out that link okay next is if this just feels totally overwhelming to you but this is still something you want let's get together for a consultation so you can go over to easylivingyards.com consulting and there you'll find the options to connect with me and we can talk about your specific needs and I can help you step by step along the way so this isn't so difficult and with that guys I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.